Right? Yeah, you have your Bibles? How many of you don't have your Bible? Don't put your hand up right now. Amen. Hallelujah. But we, we stand for the reading of the word, so I'm going to ask you to stand with me. Hallelujah. For the, re- for the reading of the word. Hallelujah. Amen. I feel like a real pastor tonight. I have a very big Bible pastor here. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, lift your Bibles up and declare with me that this is God's word. <laughs> Not Pastor Omar's word. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are opened. And I better not go to sleep. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, hallelujah. You sound alive. Hallelujah, glory to God. It says, and Jesus answered and spoke to them again. This is Matthew chapter 22. By parables and said, verse 1, the kingdom of heaven is like, remember we have been saying that a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. He sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants saying, tell, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready, come to a wedding. But they made light of it and went their way, one to his own farm, another to his business. And, they, and, and the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers and burnt up their cities. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who are invited were not worthy. Therefore go into the highways and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And the man was speechless. Then the king said to his servants, Bind him hand and foot. Take him away and cast him into utter darkness. There will be weeping and a gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few. This is like the strangest parable ever. I wasn't supposed to be at the wedding. You invite me, I'm in a dress ready, I'm going to get dashway. Like you'd think like. But me never had a plan for going to a wedding. Me never had a plan the first list. It's the second list me make. But 
you saw what happened. We're going to pray and then let you sit down. Amen. You don't want to stand with me while I preach, right? So we'll let you sit down. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. May your word produce a harvest of faith in your people tonight. All of us, Lord God. We understand that the preaching of the word is the job of the Holy Spirit, not man. You speak and we listen. So tonight we say, Lord, speak and we, your servant, humbly listen to you. It's all about you. The glory, the honor, and the praise belongs to you and to you alone. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. This is a very, very amazing story, right? Because here it is, there is a wedding. So the king, all right, because it's a parable. The king is God the Father preparing the wedding for his son Jesus. Invites people to the wedding, right? Um, and guess what happened? Again, it's, the story tells it clear that the people were not willing to come. Really speaking about the Jews, right? Salvation is first for the Jews. So the Jews refused to come. In fact, the Jews, if you, if you follow the parable, you'll understand because right before this parable, Jesus' authority was questioned. And he was talking about the, the stone. If, if he, right before this parable, he, he begins to speak to them about the stone that the builder rejected became the chief cornerstone. Why? Because they, the same Jew were going to be crucifying Jesus. So because of that, Jesus is saying, listen, this parable is about you Jews. Firstly, because the invitation was really for you, but because you refused and you murdered the prophets, we have to send for others. The Gentiles. All of us gets included. All of us are invited now to the wedding feast. Here's what happened. The king says, tell the people that everything has been prepared. In other words, everything is done. You just need to turn up ready for the wedding. It's salvation. I want you to hear this. Everything to get you into heaven is already done. The grand feast that the king is coming to have. Everything has been prepared. It, in fact, he says the oxen and the fatted calf. Everything has been done. That is why salvation is a free. Because everything has been done. Alright? But even though everything has been done, you know what people made? X. Have you ever heard this? I am not ready. Have you ever heard this? I need to get some things in order. For, but, but the king says, no, how could you say that when everything is ready? You just need to get there. The hardest part of salvation is already done. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So the king says, no excuses because everything is prepared so no man has an excuse you don't have an excuse and I don't have an excuse 
So you don't have to go to the wedding. So when I read this initially, I thought like it was kind of unfair for that man who initially went. The king comes, right? Because the king is coming back. All of this is really speaking about end times. The king is coming back. And though you get invited and you turn up, you're not ready. So there are two sets of people. The people who don't go and the people who go who are not ready. So some of us will not go to the wedding. Meaning we reject the invitation. Then some of us accept the invitation but we never prepare. Though we are in the wedding or at the wedding. And here's what happened. I never knew you. In fact, take him, usher him out. Have you ever seen an uninvited guest at a wedding? Here's what people ask. A what them I do? In other words, you're really not supposed to be there. It's a strange thing. But this person fitted in with everybody else until the king came. In other words, when the king was away, it was okay. But when the king came, those, at least the one who was not ready, was removed. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, say to them, make sure you are ready or else you will be removed when the king returns. If you're not ready for the return, you will be removed. Come on, say it with me. If you're not ready for the return, you will be removed. So you need to ask them now. Are you ready for the return? You know how we do questions in the church, right? What, what is supposed to happen? You're supposed to wait and an answer. For many are called, but few are chosen. But here's what the scripture says. Because this, this is so amazing. These people got invited to a wedding where everything was ready. Alright? But those who were invited were not ready. And he tell them to go into the highways and into the byways. They made light of the invitation. One said to him, listen, I have my farm to go to. Other one said, I had my business to go to. If you go over into Luke... Right? Luke chapter 14, it speaks about this great supper. It says, it says this in verse 15. When one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many. And sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. The king again in the scripture is saying, listen people, come because all things are now ready. Do you want a house? It is ready. You want marriage? It is ready. In other words, but here's what we do. We have to get the house first and then we believe that we are ready. The king says, no, 
everything is already done. Your job is just to come. We say, listen, I have to get everything ready so I can go. The king says, no. Everything is ready. So you can come. Watch this. Luke, Luke 14. So it says, everything is ready. Everything is now ready. But they all with one accord begun to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I, I ask you to have me excused. I ask you to have me excused. The excuse is, listen, I bought a piece of land. When I, when I saw this, I think like, you, you actually never look upon the land before you buy it. Like, like, you really buy land and don't see it. It sounds like some people with their friends sometimes and you hear them come back and say, boy, I send me money and the man them send me a picture of the house. Come give me a when I come. And I say, I'm ready for going to my house. A man say, which house? <laughs> I'm my house. That man, the man just sent me a picture of a Google man. I'm my house. Right, right. Listen, listen. How can you... Listen to the excuse. The excuse is... I buy land. In other words, listen. I have my personal life to take care of. People made the excuse of refusing the king by saying this. I have to get my degree. I have to get my life. Doc said it, right? Right? What well, I think that Doc said. Listen. He, he said, God, get my life in order. But many of us say, I'm going to get my life in order. Then I go and check God. Matthew says it very well. What does Matthew 6, 33 says? Seek first. Listen, listen, listen. Come on, clap yourself. This is Bible school. You, you know it very well. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be. You know, I always say, but here's what we do. We try to seek things and then add God. Matthew says, seek God and add things. We reverse it. We reverse the scriptures. Most excuses are centered around this. I'm going to seek things first and then add God when the seeking is done. God says, seek me first and things get added. That's what happened. He says, excuse, listen, I have to go and take care of my land. Right? So he wasn't, he wasn't ready. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to leave me excuse. No, he bought the oxen. If they have to test the oxen, it's because they now might have some competition. In other words, and it was very important in that culture that him win it. In other words, one was concerned about the financial aspect of life. This one was very concerned. His excuse was fame. If I win the oxen race, people will know me. I wanted popularity. Wanted the fame. But we know that Jesus is the famous one, right? Fame begins with him. And if you're seeking fame and popularity and public recognition, here's what the scripture says. Listen, you get it on earth, you know. If you already seek the applause of man, you don't need the applause of God. You see, most people spend their life trying to please people at the expense of rejecting God. Because they want to be popular. They want status and high position. 
Promotion doesn't come from the left or from the right. It comes from the Lord. Listen to the next excuse. Another said, another said, still another one said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. And, and this one, like you think it is, I am on a reasonable thing that man. In fact, in fact, listen, if you're married, man, you're not supposed to spend time with your family. Let me help you. Your family comes before church, but your family don't come before God. So there's, we have to separate the relationship with the church from the relationship with God. Our priority relationship is with God, not our families. Jesus showed us that. Jesus said, I have neither mother nor father. These are my brothers and sisters. He said that, right? Because your first relationship is with God. Here it is that God is inviting them. And they said to him, basically, my family come first. My marriage come first. My children come first. So some people, because of finances, reject the father. Some people, because of fame, reject the father. And some people, because of family, reject the father. You know how many persons I've heard says they just want to get married so they can serve the Lord? Because they don't want to serve God and continue fornicating. We just want to get married. I you know they are in the 50s now and they never marry yet. So I'm wondering to myself, at 25, I never realized that the plan didn't work. <laughs> Like the best way to get married is to get saved. No, I'm not telling you that all the ladies in the church are Marys and Elizabeth. But I can tell you this, you'll find less Delilahs. <laughs> Amen. It says, so the servant came and reported these things to the master. Then the master of the house, being angry, and said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and into the hedges, and, into, um, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of these men who were invited shall taste my supper. The point is, when he talks about maim and poor, what the scripture is saying, until you realize you have a need and you're broken, you're going to always reject God. You see, the first set of people had oxen, family, and fields. The second set of people in the scripture were lame and blind and broken. That is why only broken and contrite people can really receive the Savior. The issue is we continue to reject the Savior because we think we have it all together. And until we recognize that we are broken, until we are dead like Lazarus, we're not going to respond to the Savior's call. You see, the deception of the world, and I'm going to close. The deception of the world is very simple. It is this. The devil makes you feel like you have it all together when it's all falling apart. And the more you believe you have it together, 
is the more your life is actually falling apart. And that is called deception of the highest order. The greatest deception that exists in the world today is broken people believing that they are whole. And that is why most people end up accepting the Savior when they lose some of the things they believe were making them whole. You know how it works? When a person is having a job and married and everything is going well, they may not seek the Savior. But then they get divorced. They lose the job. They lose the money. And they realize that they need help. They turn to the Savior. All I'm saying to you is that you don't have to go through that. Because Jesus is in inviting you with all that you have because he doesn't want it. He blessed you with it. He doesn't want to take it away from you so you can get to know him. His goodness and his mercy follows you every day. Now one thing I know is that people are still going to hell and people are still going to heaven. The master is saying to us, come, everything is ready. Come, everything is ready. I know you're here sitting down saying, Pastor, boy, you, you don't even know what I'm going through. You don't know who I live with. You don't know what I have to deal with. You don't know, say, people. Listen, I know I have friends who say, boy, Pastor, you don't know man have to hustle. And what they're saying is that, boy, we really serve God, you know. But things are tough sometimes that we have to do a little scandangles. What do you call it? Scandangles? What do call it? What kind of dangles? Whatever kind of dangles they call it, right? But whatever. What are the dangles, right? <laughs> right? So, 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 so they say that. They, they say, listen, I really want to serve God. And ladies will say, I really want to serve God. But boy, you know, his, his ears now are talking to him. And, and, and whoever take care of me. When we stop talk to him. Well, what if him stop talk to you? Who will take care of you? Come on, come on, turn to the person and say, You own no man. You own no woman. They can leave you when they want to and when they feel like. The point I'm making to you is that the man or the woman who's keeping you out of the kingdom never died for you. The job that you're going to die sacrificing your time for didn't die for you. Jesus Christ did. He says, I've done everything and all you have to do is come. Everything is ready. Everything is prepared. And so he's calling you to come as you are. You don't need to go and fix the farm, check out the oxen, fix the marriage. Listen, if the person is cheating on you, counseling not going to fix that. Either Jesus is going to change their heart or he's going to change your heart. Say it again. Only Jesus can fix the brokenness in our lives. No amount of money could do it. Or else wealthy people would never commit suicide. If money could fix things, wealthy people would not be in homes. Strung out on drugs and all those things. 
taking pills and consuming themselves with all kind of substances to find a joy. Money fixes nothing. Only Jesus. The good thing is that he has already fixed everything. He's saying, come. Come as you are. Come to the wedding feast that I've prepared for you. I'm inviting you. Now, now I want to encourage some believers because some of you get vexed when they get persecuted. You know? Remember some people were sent out and they were going to close. Some people were sent out and they were killed, right? Come on, just turn to your neighbor and ask them, are you a child of God? Just turn to them for me and say, listen, let me encourage you. It is okay to die sharing the gospel. You know that that happened in the scripture, right? The people who are giving out the invitation, they were killed by the people. Some of us are going to have to suffer for the sake of the gospel so that the kingdom of God can expand and increase here on earth. I'm going to invite the worship team. I'm going to close. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray for you. There's a, listen, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm very serious. See, see, this is 2023, right? I don't know. I think 2023 is coming up soon. And I think Jesus coming January 1st, 2023. I'm telling you. Like, like every moment we wake up, remember we said that? He's coming. Because no man knows the hour or the minute. So when is he coming? 1201. So if I were you, I'd make sure. I'm telling you. Just in case. Just in case he turns up, I want to make sure that I'm ready. Song says, Come just as you are and hear the Spirit call. So, with every head bowed and eye closed, the whole purpose of this. Is not to get to 12 o'clock to go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The whole purpose of a service like this is so that we all lift our eyes and our lives to the one. The king of our lives and our souls. The Savior of mankind, King Jesus, our Lord. And all he has commissioned the worshipers, the musicians, the messengers, the, the, the people in the audience to do is to invite you to his great feast and wedding banquet. And all you have to do is come. For everything is ready for you. So if you are here and you have never accepted him. Or maybe you have accepted him and for some reason you are struggling to live the Christian life. And to walk out this life of faith. 
I want to pray for you and challenge you into a deep commitment with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So as the worshippers sing, I'm going to ask you to just stand right where you are. You want to receive him. You know that the Savior is speaking to you. He spoke to you in 2020. He spoke to you in 2021. And this New Year's Eve, you will not let this night end without coming to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask you to jump to your feet if this applies to you tonight. And so we can pray with you. to stand beside those just keep your head bowed and your eyes closed just stand beside those who have heeded the voice of the spirit there has never been a life that when the Lord calls out that life and that life comes to him it has never been a failure we saw it with Lazarus and that blind man at the pool. The man possessed with many demons in the tomb. The lady with the issue of blood. Zacchaeus. The disciples. The apostle Paul on the road of Damascus. Moses when he was hiding somewhere the wilderness even Samson who had his fall in his last moment he called on the name of the Lord and 
God came through. It says, if you reject me before men, I will reject you before my father. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Whatever stone is before your life, the Lord has rolled it away tonight. It's up to you to walk out of that tomb and come to the Savior. So I give you just five seconds to obey the Lord. There's nothing better than a deep intimate relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ yeah maybe church has failed you maybe pastors and leaders have disappointed you but this is not about them this is about you and Jesus the King when the Savior returns He's not going to look at you and say, Well, I will let you into heaven because I understand that you are upset with church people and you are right to be. So, come on in. It was their fault. says, Even without a church, creation testifies of the glory and the might of our God. So man... Is without excuse. If the church was loaded with hypocrites, the Lord would say to you, But I spoke to your heart directly. For no man comes to the Father unless you are drawn by the Son. And no man comes to the Son unless you are drawn by the Holy Spirit. So it is not the church that we reject. It's not a denomination that we reject. It's not a pastor. It's not a style. It is a savior that we are rejecting. So Heavenly Father, we thank you. I thank you for those who stood in obedience to the voice of the Spirit. You know their hearts. And we don't. Maybe they need assurance of your love and assurance of salvation. We don't know. Maybe they just want to make sure that their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Lord, nothing is wrong with that. For all of us, every moment, need to live in that assurance. And so I pray in the name of Jesus that You'll meet them tonight at their point of need. That the stone that hinders access to you would be removed. So they will hear your voice and see the glory of your face. I pray that every time you call, they will move in the name of Jesus. Pray that everything that has trapped them, every besetting sin, 
every sneer set by the enemy every deceptive plot set by the kingdom of darkness will be exposed so they can step clear for the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord and you preserve their way we pray in the name of Jesus that like a flood your Holy Spirit would come upon them right now come on church just intercede for those standing that like a flood spirit of the living God your spirit would come and flood and fill their lives for apart from you we are nothing just like on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell upon those who were in the upper room we pray that your Holy Spirit would fall so that they will receive power to be your witnesses unbelief oh God and let them remain strong in the Lord and in the power of his might Lord we bless you and God we thank you tonight and give you glory in Jesus name Amen and Amen come on clap your hands for Jesus listen this Hallelujah. There's one thing more I have to do, right? Listen, 2023, I don't know if you know what is happening, right? So, uh, so many churches have been affected by the pandemic, right? You know, through the, the fraternity, we speak to the Anglican church and especially churches that have older populations. I don't know if you realize that a lot of the persons, one, they have not been able to come out. Many of them have passed and many of them got older throughout the pandemic. So many churches, right? But one of the biggest things affecting the church is the lack of witnesses in the highways and in the byways. We can't let 2023 be the same as 2022. And so my challenge to you is that never turn up without fruit. My, My challenge to the saints of God is that every time you turn up, bring fruit and what I mean by fruit is bring the people that you're witnessing to with you you see Jesus brought them with him amen when he called them they followed him so I want to pray for you tonight that God would just just so empower you in 2023 that you'll be an effective witness for the kingdom of God so the next time when you turn up in church probably even by tomorrow you'll have five persons with you for you are a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ see this is not for everybody because that comes with some persecution that comes with some people not liking you it may cost you your life so it's not for everybody because people who have been bold to share the gospel normally end up dying amen so if, 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 if you know that, you know what, I need to be a more effective and efficient witness for the Lord. I, I, want, I, want, I want to pray for you. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet.
for 2023 i want to be an effective as a child of god i want every opportunity i have i share the gospel every opportunity i have like someone hears the good news of the gospel of jesus christ someone gets saved when i witness to them and testify of god's goodness I'm ready to be bold and I'm ready to be brave and I pray that God would fill my mouth every time I open it. Come on, just stand to your feet if that's you and just lift your hands right now. Hallelujah, we thank you Jesus. Lord, I pray for the saints of God tonight and I pray in the name of Jesus that we as your people will be effective and efficient witnesses for you. That we will be wise as serpents and harmless like dove as we go into the highways and in the byways. Lord go before us and remove the scales from the minds of the people in the name of Jesus so they will be understand the gospel of truth as we preach it to them in the name of Jesus give us words to say Lord I pray for a spirit of boldness in the name of Jesus for for those who are living in fear right now we 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 bind and cancel the spirit of fear from over their lives in the name of Jesus God I pray that you'll give them opportunity to share and to speak the gospel of Jesus Christ but above all else we pray that our lives will be our greatest witness in the name of Jesus the way we live the way we love the way we talk the way we care will be our biggest witness in this world. Lord God, I pray that we'll be world changers and difference makers in our communities and in St. Anne in the name of Jesus. For in 2023, we will be winning. The church of God will win. The kingdom of God will continue to triumph in the name of Jesus. Come on, just say, I declare that many will be saved in 2023 in Jesus' name. Come on, just say, even my family will be saved in Jesus name my community in Jesus name the workplace in Jesus name we thank you Lord we bless you and give you glory in Jesus name amen and amen and amen come on clap your hands for the Lord Jesus Christ Listen, we have we have like two or three. It's time. It's twelve o'clock. I don't even know, right? But we're gonna sing. Um, well, it's soon time, right? Yes. It's not time. All right, which song you gonna do? Hear my cry, oh Lord. Ready? Oh, yeah. oh, you don't ready for me singing?